You are listening to Brigade Radio One. Hello. Thank you for tuning in again, folks. I really appreciate that you do this, um, all seven of you. But seriously. Um, so, yeah, this show is a bit late. Um, we do have more shows coming for you. We haven't given up. It's been kind of an hectic year and sort of a, especially the holiday season and whatnot. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Bit of news. So my wife, Laura, who you might know, you might not know, or you might have heard me talk about her, uh, she has this game series called Gaming Outside My Comfort Zone on YouTube. She's had for a few years now, and uh, that's under G-O-M-C-Z, you can find that. She had her first foray in stand-up comedy uh, on uh, the Sunday service over here at Northtown Coffee in Arcata, where we uh, where we currently living. Uh, we're not living in Northtown Coffee; we're living in Arcata. Anyway, it's hosted by uh, Josh Barnes. Uh, he has a podcast called Just Joshin on SoundCloud. His account uh, on SoundCloud also has his rap music. Uh, you can find him at Josh Barnes is Mental. It was a pretty good night. It had a lot of the regulars and a couple of uh, semi-regulars. Um, it was hosted, it's usually hosted by, by Josh Barnes, by himself, at least it had been the last uh, few weeks that I've, we've been going. But this time it was uh, co-hosted by James Couture, a comedian who was uh, apparently leaving, uh, leaving the area and going to the Midwest. Um, uh, as far as I can understand, he's saying he's going back to the Midwest. Anyway, other, other comedians of the night were Jessica Grant, Evan Best, Trevor Lockwood, Andrew Torres, Laurel Pearson, Andre B., and uh, Matt Redbeard. And of course, the aforementioned James Couture. So Laura got up first, and I'm going to be including that audio here later in the program, like right at the, near the very end. So look forward to that. The show's uh, a little bit short. Um, there's a, I don't want to say an issue, but there's a, a thing I was trying to figure out and uh, play a bunch of sound clips from my old music and try and figure out what's going on. The situation that I am talking about in the program, actually, uh, I was talking about it back in October, and, uh, and just, before, or just before October, actually, so it has been a while since we recorded, but this is sort of a, kind of a lost episode of old and new material. So I hope you enjoy it, um, and then we'll be getting back into the swing of things in the new year. If uh, y'all want to continue listening to us, I appreciate it. Also, the audio of the entire night of Sunday service at Northtown Coffee of the 17th of December will be uh, posted somewhere. I will have a link to that in the description, so keep an eye out for that. So, you know, I make uh, like remixes of podcast stuff, right? Yes. And I put the, yeah, it's on my SoundCloud site. There's like, uh, 
Todd Glass stuff uh, from the Todd Glass show. In fact, one of the uh, songs uh, that's on one of the charity albums, the second one, is actually a song called Cursed, and it features Todd Glass's voice, and he was kind enough to allow me to uh, donate make that song to the album. I'm cursed by the devil! Nice. Uh, yeah. So, so, interesting thing, like, um, I think we started that. I mean, I'd done a combat radio one, right? But, um, but it's always yeah. kind of hard to figure out what to use for material. So, like, back in 2014, right, in July, uh-huh. um, I uh, was listening to the Burt Kreischer podcast, and it was number 85 at that point. So this is, uh, And it was just him by himself kind of rambling into a microphone and talking about various stuff. And it was pretty entertaining. Okay. And so... You know, it, it, and I'm listening to it, and he's, there's all, he's making all these noises, and he's you know kind of improvisationally rapping and doing all this really funny stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, this would be interesting. You know, I should. Uh, I feel like I might be able to do something with some of this stuff. You know, because that's I hadn't really done that much of it at that point. I had you know most of my podcast remixes are limited to one source or another. Like maybe you know, like when I I did a a, a remix of. Um, of uh, Hollywood Babylon when they did the the Friday thing and it was the Fries Day and it became like uh, you know it's the first use of auto tune like you know just just little experiments right yeah. you know just just little experiments right. Right. So I get a lot of material from Burtcast eighty five, and I'm going through it, and I managed to make uh, two pieces of music. Okay. So there's one that's called uh, "Words to Live By," and that's the number two words to live by, and that was I, I, that one came out. Let's see. So if the when I heard the episode that I sampled from, it was around July of 2014, like the end of July, right? I hope this is making sense. Because if it doesn't, I'm going to continue to go anyway. I'll do what my muse tells me. My muse tells me this is fun. Just don't turn it off. Just don't turn this off. Okay, let this be what it is. It's me and you in a car, and we're getting weird. All right, that's all it is. Don't don't look for something deep out of this. Just look for what it is. Are you ready? Here we go. So by October fourth, I had I had published the first uh, remix thing. That's that's the that comes out October fourth, twenty fourteen. And then uh, only a couple of weeks later, I managed to um, from the sessions and figuring out stuff. I figured out that I could use another bit of audio and stuff that I was working on. And basically, out of that grew the next one. There's one called Wait For It, and that is the word Wait, the number four, and then the word It. That came out on the twenty third. So it was a very short period of time that these. Um, that these uh, came out. It was like a nice little burst of inspiration, I guess you could say, right? Right. Okay. So, so I put these up on the site, you know, and on my site, and I'm, I, I tweet them out every now and then, and, you know, they get a pretty modest response. I don't know if, if um, you know, I never really find out if Bert Kreischer has uh, heard, heard these pieces or if he, he knows they exist or, you know, at this, it's, you know, this is back in October 2014, so we're looking at three years ago, basically. Um, okay, so interesting thing now. We're bringing up the present, right? So really recently, um, I um, 
Yeah. So, so Bert has his best friend named Tom Segura, who's doing really well in comedy. They're both doing very well, right? And Tom is married to this woman named Christina Pajitsky, and they have a podcast together called Your Mom's House uh, with, Tom, uh, yes, yes. With, with Tom and Christine. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. they um, are pretty interactive with their fans. Um, they, in the sense that, like, their fans are always sampling audio of them and turning them into songs. And it's like, oh, that's neat. And I didn't know this until much, you know, until I, I started listening to their show much later because I don't even know if your mom's house had started by 2014 but I could be wrong I probably am um, it doesn't matter the, the point is it's really neat to hear that you know it's like oh and they talk about the the the, the, the songs that get made and whatnot and it's really neat to hear that, that that's happening anyway so the, their friendship takes an odd turn um, <laughs> okay in 2016 right right so the, on on the, from what I understand uh on an episode of your mom's house back in 2016, early 2016, um, there's a clip of Gerard Depardieu, and, he, and Gerard Depardieu is looking kind of overweight and whatnot, and kind of bloated, in something that he was uh, acting in. You know, I'm, a, I'm a, I've, I've been overweight myself, and I still am, in some uh, degree, a little bit. Hmm? Um, me, you and me both. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not. I mean, I grew up fat. I'm no stranger to body shame. So. Um, they start this fat shaming campaign just to get each other healthy, essentially. And then that culminates in a competition between the two of them to see who can lose the most weight, the fastest by a certain date. They hit this date. Right. But like right. Be- before this co- competition started uh, as an earnest thing, they, it seemed it was like a fake feud was happening. So there was this hashtag Bert is fat, hashtag Thomas fat. And then a lot of people were kind of attacking Bert on his social media and some of it was good natured and some of it just seemed mean, you know, but there's a, a lot of this was happening. Right. Right. So, so this gets mentioned, like, uh, Bert goes on this podcast called the Hawk cast. Uh, I, b- I believe AJ Hawk is the host of that. I'm not sure who, yeah, I believe he's the host of that. And it's episode 66. And that's where he lays out, uh, that's where Bert lays out everything that's happening. This is on the 23rd, right. Of, of June right. in 2016. Okay. So by, by July 20th of 2016, uh, episode 188, so it's been like 100 plus episodes of, um, of Burt Cast have gone by since I started doing remixes of his stuff, or since I did those two remixes, because I should stay. I kind of stopped because I, I moved on to other things. And epi- there's an episode called The Ballad, and then a bunch of names of who's on it with him. It's this live show where he, he's sitting around with comedian Ari Shafir, comedian Ryan O'Neill. Uh, comedian Kathleen McGee and then comedian Matt Edgar and they are telling stories about losing track of their friend Ari Shafir who's there uh, but losing track of him in an earlier episode somewhere like uh, some kind of drunken escapades they were all having so before this episode starts Bert comes in like he normally does at the beginning of his podcast where he gives his dates and other information and whatnot and he's got a special surprise for the audience this is a gift to my buddy Tom Segura go to his website TomSegura.com and buy some of his apparel some of his apparel. This is the ballad of Big Tommy Buns. Is the ballad of Big Tommy Bunn. 
he has okay. he's composed a song that he plays on his acoustic guitar and it's calling it the ballad of he calls it he calls Tom Segura Buns that's his nickname they call it they have nicknames for each other so uh so it's called the ballad of big big Tommy Buns and it's just a bunch of <laughs> you know rhyming jokes about how you know he's a he's a how he's a large man and you know it's, it talks about him being a fat baby and growing up basically it's like a this is the ballad of Big Tommy Buns. Never met a pizza he couldn't outrun. And eats jars, <laughs> eats jars of baby food just for fun. You know, and it just goes on like it's just so many, so many lines. Talks about him dipping pizza in, in ranch, which by the way is awesome. And I know that's a, that's a move I've done. Dipping pizza. In I ranch. think you have to be like one of those people that like because um, I, I know people that put bizarre <laughs> on pizza. You know, other than you, right? Sure. Uh, when it comes to me, I, I don't know if it's an Italian thing because I'm part Italian, but it's it's to me it's I, I have to have it like in the traditional sense of like sauce and cheese and all that goodness, you know. But sure. um, I know people that put ketchup on pizza. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's not a completely weird thing, hmm. you know. I can't even eat a pizza anymore, really, unless it's a uh, I got a gluten free crust. So ah. Like it's just that's just way too much wheat. Like I, there's this supplement I can try to take, but it doesn't really help that much. So, so here's the thing. Like he he does this thing called the ballad of Big Tommy Buns, and then it goes up. And at the end of the song, in the song, he's like, Share it with your friends, animated remix it. I don't care. Make sure it gets to everyone. This is the ballad of Big Tommy Buns. You know, let's get this song out. Let's post it. You know, remix it. I don't care. So I, I actually contacted him on Twitter and said, "Hey, you know, I'd like to take a shot at remixing this thing." And um, mm-hmm. and I, I did. What I did instead of making it a dance song, I just sort of added a band to it. So it wasn't just a gu- guitar and voice. And you know, that's up on my SoundCloud site too, right? Right. So I published that. I released it on uh, in August of 2016, and then it's it's called the ballad by and then at Bert Kreischer because I they figured if his if his Twitter handle <laughs> is in the name of the song, then every time it tweets out, it should give you a little ding that it's happened. Plus, it's 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 got hashtag Thomas Fat. Hashtag Thomas Fat because that was his thing, and is just so you know it's the kind of thing I'm you know I'm siding with you know. I'm siding with Bert in this fake feud that's happening, right? <laughs> right. So, like, as um, so, and then eventually, by you know, January of uh, 2017, on the Joe Rogan uh, Experience episodes 894 and episode 895, which is January 2nd and 3rd earlier this year, they have their way in, and uh, that that way they say see who, who um, between the two of them lost the most the most weight. And there's other stakes involved that I won't get into. It's a, all these the great podcasts are available on YouTube and on uh, iTunes and whatnot. Anyway, it turns out that they both lost a great deal of weight, um, but um, Tom lost more. So the penalty is that um, uh, Bert had to get his beard shaved off. So they shave off his beard on you know on the on the video uh, podcast, and it's you know it's amusing and whatnot. But uh, so that was that kind of like ended the um, that chapter of the. the of um, that chapter of fat shaming or whatnot, and this, uh, but they're still trying to stay healthy. Like right now, Bert's doing sober October, or maybe it's called sober. Oh, o- Davian hmm? Dent's doing the exact same thing. Is he Davian Dent's yep. doing sober October? That's cool. Yep, yep. Um, well, I mean, it goes back to like they're they're, and I've noticed this because you and I, have, well, I mean, the audience really don't like whoever's listening to this, right? Hmm. Uh, 
the audience doesn't know that we were involved in other people's podcasts. Well, you still are. Uh, I am to an extent that we were involved in other people's podcasts before we have before we had ours, like our own, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a point to this, but I'm tired, so I'll, I'll try to think of the point. Uh, yeah. But, but um, oh yeah, yeah. So the the the, the point though is, is that most podcasters. Uh, they openly admit that they don't listen to other people's podcasts, right? Right. And there's some of us uh, who actually do listen to other people's podcasts. Like, I listen to Succotash all the time. I listen to Strange Times all the time. So uh, in the last, I want to say the last few episodes of of Strange Times, Davian was talking about uh, Sober October. Oh, that's cool. And I think he plans to get inebriated on October 31st. Well, yeah, that would, that makes sense. I mean, it's the, end of, it's the end of the month, or at least he's going to do it after midnight of the 31st, do it in, like, November 1st morning or something. Probably. I, but to, I mean, it, it's like podcasters, like, I don't want to say like, you're weird, I'm weird, because we're really not. And, and the majority of podcasters that I know or we know together collectively aren't weird. But hmm. it seems like that's it's like a thing. Like, some podcasters will listen to other people's podcasts, and there's some podcasters who absolutely will not listen to any podcast whatsoever. You know, Kevin Smith, for example, openly admits that he doesn't listen to anybody's podcasts. Right. Yeah, well, it's, oh, he doesn't. I guess he, he doesn't. Well, yeah, I can't imagine they would have time for that. I mean, he's got so many podcasts that he's done and on. And I imagine if people sent him clips, it'd be the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's <clears throat> awesome people like Mark Harshon, for example, who make it a business to listen to other people's podcasts, clip them for his own show. So that, that's pretty awesome, too. Yes, so. yes it is. So the, so the most recent thing, uh, just to bring it up to present, is that um, – so one of the components of this little little fat shaming thing that was going on back and forth is that uh, just the most amazing stuff, like people would send uh, – people would send Tom and Christina videos of people teaching English to other people and t- teaching them to say bird is fat basically – so there's a whole bunch of these videos and people are making remixes of Bert, you know, that there's songs called Bert is fat. Like this is a whole, just a whole bunch of, um, fan created content basically that is, right. you know, and, uh, it's just bunches and bunches of these. So basically like the fans basically took this to like the next level and are being creative. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing that. Right. And they're sending in, uh, you know, they're basically doing essentially what, what I was doing or, you know, three years ago with Bert stuff. And, uh, and it's, really cool that people get involved at this level that they decided like if anybody were to remix content from our show i would that would be amazing you know i don't know if you know if we have any people who are a musicians and b have the time to do that kind of thing or the c the inclination but you know i'd be for it yeah yeah i mean i you know i can't i don't know if there's you know, there's like I've taken samples from the show like uh when we had uh, ed wallach on here uh, there were so many like so many taps and scrapes and mic bump noises that were just from having three people on you know, the line doing various things that I just, I sampled a bunch of those things and created a drum set out of them basically. So kind of working with that. Um, okay. So, okay. So, so the point is, is that all this time has gone by and then, uh, I October, October 4th here recently, which was for us is four days ago, Bert Kreischer goes on, he, he becomes, he's a guest on your mom's house. And, um, and they they show him some of the the fan related content that's on or the fan created content, right? Right. And it's all stuff that's like 
you know, these various videos and it's songs. And then this is, this is, uh, you hear a voice here, uh, speaking. Okay. Okay. Let's see. So, well, you were doing uh, press somewhere oh, and they're yeah. like, what's going on? And then you, you said, Oh yeah, I remember that. That's so right. When it got, that's, that's, is that, that's, is that right? When I was doing a huge press tour to like 140 radio stations. Yes, I think so. And all of your fans changed my, Wikipedia page yeah. where Chrysler likes digging holes and eating worms. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's, you know, that's yeah. Tom asked him that question. So you recognize whose voice is whose at this stage, right? Yes. Okay. So the very next thing that they say, so he's talking about that, you know, the thing digging holes and eating worms and whatnot. It's like, yeah, that's funny. And then Bert says, yeah. And you know what? Oh, to open this, sorry. No, Tom says, and he t- explains that there's a song they just played. It was by an, a, a guy named gaping dad. That's the name of his, his uh, DJ name or whatever. And he's created this audio, so he's explaining what this is, okay? Okay. And then, so here. Show, you know this guy took that interview, and he made, uh, his name is Gaping Dad, and he made an amazing song out of it. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but here's just a, I won't play the whole thing again, but here's a a portion of it. This guy took that interview. I'm just serious, like, at at the skill level of some of the... I have none of those fans, by the way. No one ever, no one ever, (laughs) no one ever makes me songs. No one ever makes me pictures. Like everyone's. What? what? (laughs) Hold on. Wait a minute. Did I hear that right? Wait a second. The skill level of some of the. I have none of those fans, by the way. No one ever, no one ever, (laughs) no one ever makes me songs. No one ever makes me pictures. Huh. (laughs) Well, um. I mean, I can hear it like bright. I, I can hear it like really clearly. It's actually pretty fucking funny. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go on record here by saying that to our audience, you know, nobody ever makes me songs or pictures. I, I want you guys to make pictures and songs and whatever else and share it. And he's basically pointing out that no one's ever made him songs, so he's not obviously paying attention. Well, this gotcha. is the thing. What I'm thinking is he just doesn't remember or didn't notice. It's probably not. It's probably beneath his notice, or, uh, or you know, it's it's. The, I'm I'm kind of concerned actually at this stage because <laughs> I know he's doing this sober October thing, and uh, you know he he he's a pretty heavy drinker. I mean, I think there's a certain amount of memory loss associated with that, but mostly I think there's just. Uh, it's just not. Uh, it didn't make an impression, or it, but but the, what's concerning about it is that one of the songs is something that he did that that is associated with a lot of you know shame memories that he's had very recently. So it could it could be associated with uh, not drinking. So yeah, is, uh, do you think it's possible he he knows these things exist, but he just completely forgot in the moment? I probably, I mean, I want to say, like, if he's, like, a heavy drinker, right? Yeah. I mean, like, a heavy drinker is, like, somebody that drinks, like, practically all day, every day. So if he's, like, not touching the booze, it's probably he's having a memory problem. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's what I'd, uh, you know, I'd probably check it out. Or he just, just, just forgot. Like, it's the thing. It's, it's, it's it, what people, what people choose to remember is based on, you know, it's like, I'm, I don't know the man. <laughs> I've never met him. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not a family member. It's not, um, it's, uh, you know, we've never, we've never met. We've never spoke. None of these things. So I have, there's no, there's no, uh, there, there wouldn't necessarily be a connection to a person out there who had done something if that, you know, that was a thing, you know, it's it's like, I'm not, 
I'm not a, and this is a weird way to put it, but I'm not a real person to him. But real people are the people in his life. And that's probably the way it should be. So, yeah. So it's just, um, you know, it's just odd because it's, it's what could, it's mostly it's concerns me that like, I don't, if he didn't like the, or any of them, that's fine. But, I, but this is the thing is like, if he says he has no people doing it and that's true, then he has no people doing it. If he has one person doing it, I would think that would then stand out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, no, I like, got it now. Be like, Oh, well there is one. There's one. He should have, he should have at least made reference to it. Plus, well, like no. he, he's not under any obligation to do that. But yeah, it's in the spirit of that. At least you would think that would be. You know, I would. We have, we have two. I don't know if I would call them fans. I would say people who listen and enjoy the program. I don't know if I like to use the word fan because it seems kind of. Um, um, like a like a. It's not non-humble. I don't know. Whatever. It just seems kind of odd to think. But I do know their names. You know. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. In fact, I'll bleep them out here. Uh, but it's um. Uh, and uh, there, they are people uh, yes. who probably would. If you said, "Are you a fan of this show?" They would probably say yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, that's cool. That's very cool. And we other people don't reach out to us really. So it's it's uh, you know. I mean, I think like because we're we're. I mean. Knock on wood, we get to do this for a very long time to come. Um, you know, <laughs> my biggest fear is something that Mark Hershon brings up every once in a while, and this is something I want to prove wrong: is that uh, a podcast or soundcast uh, runs its course and kind of like dies out. Mm-hmm. Um, and. In his newest episode last night, he had mentioned, like, maybe it's, you know, the Succotash had run its course. I like to think, like, that's wrong. I like to think that a, a podcast uh, will last as long as the people that are doing it, you know, puts in the time and energy. Naturally, we've talked about this before, about, like, you know, life happenings and things like that. But I'm going to make a commitment to the audience right now that I will never try not to uh, not to do the show, you know, no matter what. If I'm going to die, I will find a way to do it. From beyond the grave. <clears throat> I will do this show for as long as I possibly can. All right. I, you know, uh, I, and so. I, will, I will continue to edit the show as long as I possibly can. <laughs> and be a host. Well, yeah. But I mean. Obviously. Yeah. yeah but I mean, I, I have to edit stuff. <laughs> Dear listeners, as I, as I always give uh, Tyson uh, all the props, he, he is the, uh, the magic behind the show because <laughs> – there are a lot of times when, like, he can't hear me or I can't hear him, and it's, like, kind of like, you know, I, I don't want to say we get into, like, an argument about it. We're like, I can't fucking hear you. Mm-hmm. Fucking repeat yourself, Grandpa. Nothing like that. But, you know, he'll say, like, oh, I can't hear you. Like, you know, speak up or something like that, or you're, you're cutting out or whatever. But then when you hear the show, you don't hear any of that. So that that's the magic behind it. Like, you don't hear anything. What? It's all seen. Go ahead. And it's all seamless. Oh, hmm. yeah. So it's it's really cool, and and of course, uh, you know the stuff that you've been adding lately, like to the top of the show, like you know, like the the, the announcements and like the type of commercials with Ethan Dentonmeyer. That that makes it sound like really awesome because it's, now it's like more professional sounding. I've, you also, know, so. I've also been adding a lot of uh, eagle-eared listener listeners. Eagle-eared listeners will notice that I've been adding. Um, uh, custom bleeps. Yes, I've been noticing that too, especially when we had Ed Wallach on. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, everybody is, well, not everybody. I, it's, uh, yeah, I think I might actually go through the archives and just start adding bloops to all the old episodes too. But that's, I mean, a, that's I a mean, project. if you, if you think about it, like the show evolved, right? Because we yeah. went from, yeah, because if you think about it, we went from like a, uh, uh, we went from uh, SoundCloud, which they can still go to SoundCloud and listen to your stuff and the show as well. Yep. Uh, to Stitcher to iTunes and now Brigade Radio One. So I think once we got to that level, you know, we kind of like bleeped out the really bad words, you know, because of we don't know who's really listening now because of that. So, well, the reason why I started bleeping them is because uh, two reasons. One is that I could put I can take the explicit uh, status off of the episodes, and that gives us a chance for a wider audience. Two, because I mean, who are we? Who are we really kidding? It we, we people know what words are being obscured by sound. That's true, and that's so. To me, it's kind of funny that it's like you still know what. And what people are saying. So I've got distinct sounds for each word now that I've been working out. Um, and uh, Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because for those out there who's never uh, watched the SpongeBob uh, cartoon, like episode, right? SpongeBob, you know what SpongeBob is? Oh, the, yeah, SpongeBob SquarePants? Yes. Yeah, barely. I, I, did, I have seen the first episode because it's on Amazon, but it wasn't one I watched regularly, although I feel like I will eventually if I have kids. Oh, my God, dude. You don't even need to have kids to watch this. This, this is how fucking funny this cartoon is. There's an episode where uh, him and his best friend, who's a starfish, right? Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Well, Mr. Krabs is explaining to them how they shouldn't, like, curse. So throughout the entire episode, like, SpongeBob walked in one day and said, how the fuck are you? And they bleeped it out, but you can still you can still <laughs> read tell his lips. how the fuck are you can still read his lips. <laughs> so like the whole episode was like basically bleeped out. <laughs> like Mr. Krabs, how the fuck are you? What the, is this? This is a real episode, a normal episode. Yeah, this is this is a real episode. It was it was uh, it was basically to teach Patrick and and, and uh, SpongeBob not to curse, but at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, the adults, because there's a lot of like uh, adult content throughout that show, like but it, but it, it's geared to such a way that the adults watching it can pick it up, but the kids won't pick it up until they reach a certain age, obviously. Yeah, that's been kind of yeah, that's sort of a thing that's been happening in lots of uh, cartoons. I can't unfortunately think of any at the moment, but like uh... I think they, you know, why they did that? I think because if you think about it, like if you have kids, right? Um. <laughs> Which, you know, we don't. Um, but if we had kids, um, basically, um, you know, uh, uh, you're watching what they watch. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, yeah, <clears throat> so, until they go to bed or they're in school or whatever, you're basically watching whatever it is they're watching. So mm-hmm. I think, like, whoever's behind these shows are like, hey, might as well throw in a few, like, jokes that the adults will pick up so they can enjoy it is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think uh, sure. I mean, it works. Something that yeah, to, for them to do. Well, there's um, there's a thing. It's like when I was watching. Uh, uh, we should probably wrap it up soon. But when I was seeing Warner yeah. Warner Brothers cartoons, Warner's Warner's Brothers, Warner Brothers cartoons, Warner Brothers, like Bugs Bunny right. and all those Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and Elmer Fudd and all that stuff. And you know, these cartoons were very old by the time they got to my Saturday morning um, TV, and also mm-hmm. in, in their fairly heavily edited state that they were in. Uh, you know, mm. they started editing out lots of the violence, you know, and uh, for television. But the point is, is that the, these those cartoons weren't made for children, 
for the most part. Right. They were made for the people who made them, basically. They are made for, essentially, adults. It's just they, a lot of them had had the appeal of being not dirty, basically, or not having dirty content, you know? There was, I mean, was maybe some questionable stuff with the, um, you know, the rapist skunk, but... Um, <laughs> He is a rapist. You know the Pepe Le Pew, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, 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 cer- he's certainly aggressive. Yes, he, he, he's like you know who he reminds me of. Maybe not a rapist skunk, but that's that's actually pretty fucking funny. He's like, and everybody has like this in their family. Like they have like that one like family member who gets like drunk at the parties and shit. Hmm. And he he's so drunk that he like forces himself on like every single girl there that's not related to him. So he's like touching their ass or hugging them or wanting to dance or giving them smooches. He's like, Oh, you're so pretty. Ha, 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 ha. So he's kind of like that guy. Like he's like that uncle, like that belligerent drunk uncle at the party. You know, what's amazing about Pepe Le Pew though, at, uh, aside from that, that whole thing is that what would, what would normally happen by, by the third act, I think is that the, uh, the, the cat. It was always a cat that I think that got like accidentally painted to look like a skunk. So yeah, yeah. So it was like yeah, this cat was always trying to escape its grasp, and he was just kissing on it the whole time. And and it, you know, moo 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 moo. It's like you know, and it's well, escaping. And then it's like, well, then it's like she she'll she'd like start going, well, okay, then you know, and like and like yeah, all right, then let's go then. And then he'd like freak out and run away. Yep. <laughs> Actually, you know it's actually pretty funny because there's a I don't remember the name of the like the the movie, but it was a uh, it was a Warner Brothers like uh, cartoon movie, right? That had essentially like all the characters, mm-hmm. but it was like different clips and whatnot. So like they did a, a, a clip or a short like it was a oh god, it was a movie made up of different cartoons from the eighties. Okay. Okay, so uh, the the one it was like it was Pepe Le Pew and the cat, right? So, sure. so they're in this like perfume cologne shop or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and <laughs> right. So, so the the raping skunk, he's like, "Come with me, not to the Casbah. We shall make beautiful music together, right here." <laughs> so, meaning like he's gonna have sex with her, like right here, and make her moan, right. Right, so it's 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 <laughs> so it's kind of like that. It's pretty funny, All right? And uh, so you can go to go to uh, Antisocial Show One at Antisocial Show One on Twitter, and the link for the Combat Radio Halloween album should be on our pinned tweet. And that uh, you can yes. you can buy the entire album, or you can just buy the track. It's actually a great deal at twenty dollars because there's like forty. Eight tracks on it now not all of them are songs and not all of them are song length even but there are there's long pieces there's short pieces there's like a like a 16 minute i think um rendition of the open window by saki um there's a version of the raven done with a christopher walken impression there's a lot of a lot of music um from people who you might mm-hmm. not have, who you might not have known were musical, but this year we decided to do that audio theater bit, and so you can you can go to our if you, on Twitter it's there. You can uh, just put in, um, but CD Baby is the big one. Go to CD Baby and then go to that store and type in Combat Radio, and it's going to be on that grid. And you'll see the headless horseman and each each um, each album cover the fiery pumpkin the fiery pumpkin each 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 headless horseman or sorry each cover looks. 
identical except one says one in Roman numerals, one says two in Roman numerals, and the most recent one says three. Actually, if you think about it, Tyson, hmm. um, again, they're, they're, they have to spend the $20, right? But uh, here's the, the bet. Well, they don't have to, but I mean, if they want to. But here's like the cool part about that. Every time you, you all the listeners or whatever, uh, when they buy the CD, okay, they're getting a, a, a two disc album, okay, mm-hmm. for 20 bucks, yeah. which you can't find anywhere. Nope. But not only that, it's a good feeling knowing that when they buy that, it's going to charity. So it's, it, it's actually going to a charity type event. Like the whole, every penny you spend is actually going towards that because the people that are behind it, like Tyson and myself, we basically donated our time for free to, to put this together. So it's not like, you know, we're getting like a kickback or anything like that. So it's, it's no. nothing. We totally donated our time. In fact, in fact, Tyson and I, we, we had fun doing it, of course. You know, I did. Um, mm-hmm. We spent weeks uh, doing our doing our track. So we, we first of all, I mean, uh, can I give them uh, behind the scenes? Sure. Kind of put it? Yeah, okay. why not? Yeah, I'm curious. So... What we did first was we, we came up with an idea, okay, of what we wanted to do for the track. So once we agreed upon what we wanted to do, and Tyson was talking to me about, like, uh, how he was involved with, like, a Halloween haunted house uh, back in the day. So yeah. the idea kind of, like, evolved from that. I'm like, oh, so we're, we're, we decided to do a, uh, a virtual, like, walkthrough. So once we got that together... Then we had to, like, come up with, like, rooms and, like, different dialects or different, like, you know, like, uh, uh, scripts for the room, like, what we'd say in this room, what we'd say in that room. And then, we, of course, we had to come up with, like, uh, characters and uh, uh, different sound effects and things like that. So, it, yeah. So, it, 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 it took some time, but it was actually quite fun. So, we, we uh, one week, we spent doing it, like, every single night where we were rehearsing, where we were coming up with the script and of course uh, uh, I did my lines quite a few times to get it right of course which I was happy to do so um, yeah so that's, that's kind of a little behind the scenes there on our track I mean I, I can't play what happened behind other people's tracks but that's our job well, I, I... and remember and remember keep the cell phones on silent because the sounds of vibrations make me crazy <laughs> Well, that's about all the time we have for the Antisocial Show. I'm Tyson Saner. I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Have a good time, folks. Okay, so as promised, here is the audio of Laura's first stand-up set ever. So, real quick, I did mention at the beginning of the program that uh, that Josh Barnes and James Couture were on the stage with each other. Laura was the first one up, so they took a little time... <laughs> Um, exiting the stage, so you hear a voice right after she comes up say, get off the stage, and it's saying, get off the stage, James, if you listen listen carefully. It's not a heckler that early in the set, um, although that would be pretty amazing. So yeah, all right, thank you all. Um, you know, follow us on our social media. It's, uh, she's at, at SexyLaura27, that's S-E-X-X-Y-L-A-U-R-A-27. Uh, of course, Hunter's at uh, ZombieBacterium, Z-O-M-B-I-E, B-A-C-T, <laughs> E-R-I-U-M and I'm at R-E-V-T-2-3 or Rev-T-23 which is how you pronounce that um, <laughs> otherwise it just looks like rivet anyway so thank you all and uh, listen in good health and remember be decent to each other 
you guys, are you guys yeah. ready? You guys ready for your first comic? Yeah. Because we don't know who it is. Actually, I know exactly who it is. Oh, thank God someone's got a, one hand on the wheel. Coming to the stage. Yes. New. Making her debut. Very fresh. Brand new to comedy. Welcome her with open arms and hearts that are warm as her blood. Give it up for Laura Sainer. Let's face it, we all like zombies. 
because zombies are pretty awesome. We got movies about zombies, we got TV shows about zombies, we got games coming out of years about zombies. Because most of the zombies are the classic zombies, the regular George A. Romero zombies, you know, the common classic, cult classic of zombies, where they're basically just kind of going. Variations like the uh, Return of the Living Dead zombies, witch talk, uh, which I think is a little and more paramedics. <laughs> I don't think they're really dead. I think they're like the Diet Coke zombies, where they're like 98% dead and 2% aspartame. Then, of course, you've got the variations in remakes where you've got like the runners. Where you're like, oh hey look, there's a zombie over there. I think I'm just gonna go, oh sh there's a zombie right here. But by far the most scary zombie has gotta be the swarm. Where it is just runners and pets. So they're basically zombies are coming from every direction. Zombies are coming in from the doctor, zombies are piling up zombies, zombie piles, zombie piles, zombie dog piling, dog piling, zombies are coming over the wall, they're coming over the wall. And then, oh my gosh, there's zombies everywhere, and then there's Brad Pitt. Now I have two bad knees, so I don't run very fast. I know I'm not surviving this zombie apocalypse. Now I'm in a tower with a sniper rifle. Thank you, everybody. My name is Laura. Well said, everybody. Hot set. Hot set was what the whole phrase that I was saying. <laughs>